Imagine having served honorably in the military, winning medals and the nation's gratitude, but having no bank account. Yet that's the case for an estimated quarter million veterans. Now the Veterans Benefits Administration has partnered with several external groups to improve the banking services available to veterans. Here with more, the VBA's Senior Advisor for Fiscal Stewardship, Joseph Gurney. Mr. Gurney, good to have you on. Thanks for having me, Tom. I appreciate it, Um, and I'm happy to share my thoughts on this today. Tell us about the program. Who are you partnering with, and what are the goals here? The Veterans Benefits Banking Program, or for short, the VBBP, it's a partnership between VA and the Association of Military Banks of America, and the partnership was designed to promote access for unbanked veterans, and I'll say unbanked in this case, people who use prepaid cards or checks and their beneficiaries to provide them with access to banks and credit unions. And right now we have about 34 financial institutions, which includes 11 banks and 23 credit unions. The Credit Union Council also has been a supporter of our program as well. So considering one year ago we started with four, we've come a long way. And I mentioned a quarter of a million veterans. Is this the best count that we have right now of those that are unbanked? So right now, we actually, in the last six months, have converted over 30,000 veterans and beneficiaries to bank accounts. So the number is continually going down. And it's due to, honestly, things like this, talking on the radio, getting the word out. The more that we can share with veterans that they can get a bank account through this kind of, I'll call it one-stop shop, the better. And it's been really easy for veterans to access. And the ones that do not have bank accounts, do they tend to be poor to begin with? You know, it's it's a mix of poor, there's homeless, there are people who just are unaware that they were receiving a check and they can have a bank account. So it kind of runs the gamut. The issue is some of them use prepaid cards. When they use a prepaid card, they're subject to fraud, theft, there's poor customer service, and there's such high fees over the course of a year. I was telling someone the other day, someone who uses a prepaid card, say for their benefits, and they are poor, for example, they're basically giving away almost $500 a year in fees when they're using a prepaid card versus just having a traditional checking account. And with the VBBP, the one thing I like about it is all the banks and the credit unions that are in the program have offered our veterans a low to no cost checking for, you know, as long as they get their benefits received through them. So it offers them a way to one, get a credit history two set up a checking account very easily. And three, not to deal with agonizing costs month after month, when they don't even have the money for those costs. To me, it's a real benefit from that perspective. And there must be more security with VBA able to deposit their benefits directly to that account, correct? There there are. I mean, the other piece is the banks and credit unions in these programs offer two-factor authentication, security with their cards and accounts. If you do face fraud, they put the money back within 24 hours. It is just an easier way. I'll also say when we started the program, Part of it was people wanted to do in-person banking and a prepaid card or check made that very difficult. However, with the pandemic, it's actually turned out to be timely is the ability for a veteran to not leave their home and just do electronic banking right from their home. It just makes it safer and secure, both physically and from a financial standpoint, which I think is really timely during this time of year. We're speaking with Joseph Gurney, Senior Advisor for Fiscal Stewardship at the Veterans Benefits Administration. And some of the institutions, the federal credit unions, I guess, are among those, and some banks, often they have minimums required for how much you need to have in assets or there are fees and so forth. So how does that all work? How do you convince them to offer these services to people that aren't going to have million-dollar accounts? So the one thing I'll say about the banks and credit unions in this program is 
they're familiar with veterans as they've been supporting veterans or an active military with programs for many, many years. The one nice thing about the banks and credit unions in this program is they stepped up right away to say, what is it that you're looking for to help veterans? And cost was a big deal. So most of the banks, and they're all different while they all have different requirements, as long as you're getting a benefit check from say VBA or even social security, they'll provide zero cost checking in most cases or low cost checking with, you know, again, not the traditional fees that you would have for a debit card, et cetera. Yeah, you raise another question. The same veterans that might be getting VBA benefits could also be getting Social Security. They could be getting SNAP or food stamp benefits. So this kind of has a cross-governmental application in some cases. I think it does. And that's why we've been trying to make veterans aware that even if you are receiving benefits, say VBA, you know, you may be receiving a benefit from Social Security, as you said. And to have it all go into one account, again, provides a more safer, you know, avenue for accounts. The other thing I'll mention too, just with having a bank account is prepaid cards and checks don't allow any individual to save money or to add money on a card. So example I'll give you is, let's just say I have to pay my rent this month and on my prepaid card, I have X dollars. I can't add money to it. So what I'd have to do is go to Western Union, get an additional, basically Western Union check or find another means to pay the remainder and then have to basically combine the two. With a checking account, you just don't have to do that. And then the other piece is, think of the $500 I mentioned annually that someone puts with a prepaid card. In this case, you could have put that all towards a savings. And honestly, that is a good thing just in that alone. And you wouldn't even notice it because you're paying the fees already. So for me, like I look at it as the ability to help veterans have options and save money will also be a bigger part of this program, not just, hey, we'll put your benefits on, say, a bank account. And for those veterans that might be homeless or are struggling in some other way, I guess this is a difficult question, but do they have the mental and other wherewithal to maintain a bank account and go where they need to go and have the access they need to manage it in a way that's going to be beneficial in the long run for them? You know, it it is difficult, and especially the homeless. it, It is a difficult situation. But even in those situations, are receiving some payment, whether it's a check or a prepaid card. So with the banks in our program, whether you have poor credit history, legal history, et cetera, they're willing to work with each veteran to get them, I'll call it on a financial path of freedom and independence. And they're willing to do that. So even in the cases, let's say, where a veteran says, I've been turned away by this bank, this bank, this bank, they're willing to work with that veteran to help them along the path so they can have some independence. And the other piece of this is all of these banks and credit unions that are in this program, we have regional ones, we have national ones, we have local ones. So in the case of even, you know, I'll look at a homeless or someone with maybe some, you know, mental issues, they have the opportunity after the pandemic to go into a local branch and just talk to somebody. And I think in some cases that would help, you know, a veteran feel much more secure and much more comfortable with a bank or credit union because some may be scared off by it alone. I mean, it's possible. Sure. And you said you've given about 30,000 accounts or established. How many do you have to go? We have a lot to go. So, I mean, if we have 250, we'll have two, you know, 220 or so to go. You know, this past four months, we've been converting anywhere from, I'll say, 6,000 to 10,000 a month. So the last four months have been really an uptick in the change. And I think it's due. We've been doing a lot of, you know, I'll say direct marketing advertising to the veterans to say, hey, get a bank account for those that need it. Um, and, and that's helped tremendously. So we've mailed, we've mailed veterans, hey, are you aware of this program? Please sign up. The other piece is for someone getting benefits for the first time on the forums now, they have access to 
a link for the Veterans Benefits Banking Program. All right. Joseph Gurney is Senior Advisor for Fiscal Stewardship at the Veterans Benefits Administration. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me, and I appreciate it. Stay safe. All right. We'll post this interview along with links to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.